Welcome to the Spinner Rack, episode three. This is the official Patreon uh, show for all things comic books. I'm Todd Oxtra. If you're new to Secret Friends Unite and our Patreon, uh, this is Charlie Carden, my co-host. What's up, y'all? Happy at the time we're recording this because this is timeless. You don't Absolutely. know when we're recording it. But yeah, yes, can, thank you. Thank you, Patreons. We appreciate you. Yeah, and you can listen to the show anytime because it's a, it's a comic book that dropped a while ago, but we're going to read it. Um, and just want to say thank you to our newest Patreon members, uh, Jamie Prinky at the Best Buds level. So thank you. Uh, friends with Benefits level, Brendan Myers. Thank you, Brendan. Hopefully you're enjoying, you two are both enjoying this, this show for the first time. And check out the previous episodes that are all out there. Remember, you get to get access to all of our old content um, and everything that comes out after that. And then our BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, and Missy Merchant. So... Uh, yeah, this is great. Our numbers keep growing. So once again, your support makes these shows happen. And this show is all going to be about Supergirl, the woman of tomorrow. This Woo-hoo. is a eight part series that came out in 2021. Um, this is actually going to inspire the movie that is, was announced just by James Gunn a, a couple weeks ago. Ooh, um, yeah. Yeah. And, awesome. uh, yeah, this book came out June 15, 2021, written by Tom King. Penciler was Bilquis Evely. And Bilquis uh, sounds like, sounds like Bisquick. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, yeah, interesting name, uh, art, very cool, very iconic. We'll go out in a second, yeah. but just to give you a background on Supergirl. So Supergirl, um, her first appearance was in August of 1958, uh, Super Dash girl <laughs> uh, in Superman comics, one twenty three. then just Supergirl without the dash in action comics, number two fifty two. a year later. Yeah. It took them almost a year to figure out unnecessary punctuation. That's like me chasing you after your punctuation, Todd, all your little dashes and extra apostrophes. See, well, isn't that like a uh, Spider-Man has the dash or does it not have the dash? Um, Spider-Man does have the dash, but okay. Superman does not. So you could see why they actually changed exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so through the years, uh, Supergirl, uh, has been, uh, Shown as Kara Zor-El, The Matrix, Linda Danvers, Seer L, <laughs> Power the Girl, Matrix. and Ariella Kent. Yeah. Um, and essentially, she got her first lead series in Adventure Comics, where she actually took over the, the comic book. I think we actually did a couple of those famous covers. So those oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, that debuted in 1972. And then uh, she had her own series in 1972, ran until 74. She got a second monthly series, the, Dar- the Daring New Adventures of Supergirl, which ran from 82 to 84. And then famously, which I don't know if it even matters anymore, she was killed off in Crisis right. in 1985, which was a huge death for both Heaven her I- and Barry Allen. I have told you that story uh, about uh, my uh, my brother-in-law. Um, my my wife has three brothers. She has two half-brothers, and she has a brother, Chris, who she grew up with. He was a comic collector, and he bequeathed her this copy of Crisis, which is issue seven or eight. Um, and she, not knowing or caring about it, kind of shoved it in a closet somewhere. And apparently, he unearthed it at a certain point and said, how could you do this? This comic is going to be so valuable someday. And then April and I were in Tardy's, which is a local comic shop, a couple of years ago it's worth like 17 bucks <laughs> why it's not it's, it's 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 priceless yes it's priceless it's priceless at 17 dollars. so that always exactly. just makes me laugh about that one yeah. <sighs> so that's a little bit of background about supergirl she's had different costumes different incarnations over the years but this is the most recent comic uh that's had her appearance and this is um i i don't believe this is an elseworlds i think it is a 
just another story with Supergirl in it. And Mm -hmm. the premise of this is pretty interesting because it's a simple premise that really tells a very wonderful story in eight parts. Mm -hmm. And the really, the, the whole thing starts off with, um, we're on another planet. This girl is telling her story. Her name is, uh, Ruthie. Ruthie. Mm-hmm. And she and she basically saying everything went well until Supergirl showed up, which was interesting. Um, and it's really about her uh, and spoilers. We'll try not to go too heavily in spoilers because uh, there's a lot here. But yeah. essentially, she is on a revenge uh, mission because her father was killed essentially by as by an agent of the king named Crema of the Yellow Hills. So this is all about her trying to get revenge for the man that killed her father. On the way, she's looking for a self sword, someone to essentially do the revenge for her because she's only 14 mm-hmm. young girl. Right. She knows her limits. So she goes to a bar to meet this, this assassin, a, f- um, a, 14, a 14 year old in a bar. Great. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't go well. And right. along the way, a, a mysterious figure in the background steps in. And this figure happens <laughs> to be Stumbles a, a in. drunk, a drunk Supergirl celebrating her 21st birthday. And the reason why she showed up on this planet is because of the yellow sun. So she can actually get drunk. Right. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what is what is she doing there? But yes, I guess I, I, I omitted that detail, but yeah, she got drunk, but because she got drunk, she's also susceptible to, you know, running afoul of the, um, of the fight that Ruthie is, is picking with some big bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so this essentially Supergirl begrudgingly helps Ruthie try to capture the bad guy and that's where kind of where the whole story really takes off after the first issue. Uh, Krem essentially gets into her rocket because she couldn't fly. Her powers aren't there. So he essentially gets goes off in her rocket and then leaves them stranded on this planet where she has no really no powers and abilities. And, and killed the, the, the crypto, the space dog, too, in a big nope. fight out. He was nope. not killed. Just injured. He was, he he was yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't get the end where she talks I about it. That's. It was the very end where the other animal companion meets their Waterloo. Sorry, I mixed it up. Yes, but you did see at the very, very end that I, but he was gravely wounded because you don't see him for the rest of the eight issues. Exactly. Yeah. Crypto's in this, which is kind of fun. And then we do get another uh, special appearance by Super Animal, which I I don't want to give away. It's it's a fun reveal. Very cool. Um, But that's kind of how it starts off. And it's really about um, Supergirl's. We get a little. It's, she's not the narrator. She is not. It's the story. Story's not told by. Well, it's Ruthie. Yeah, it's Ruthie's it's story. Ruthie, yeah. Which is a good way to tell a story about someone you think you know, and it reveals right. a lot about Supergirl in the fact that every issue is practically self-contained. A separate right, story, right. like an like a, a story of the week, which I thought was a great way to really right. capture kind of like the elements and the events that they wanted to go after. Right, um, going bit, going yeah. bit to bit, and then like this gets it's kind of. So, excuse me. Uh, it does kind of remind you a little bit of something like The Mandalorian, you know, where it's like, okay, I got to go to this planet and do this thing. And it'll get me a little closer to figuring out this. And we go to like the, the planet they land on with the, the divided society of the blues and the purples and uh, getting getting to the bottom of the fact that, you know, a classic Star Trek story, you know, the purples were all powerful. The blues were the lower class. And when it came right down to it, when you get the, the brigands that come along, which are the, the murdering space pirates, uh, they see. You know, they they struck a deal that it's like, all right, well, spare us, but we'll give you the blues. You do whatever you want to do. Um, and Supergirl 
uncovering this mystery, uh, you know, for, for Hooker by Crook and then it, you know, leading them a little bit closer to finding Krem, who's now with the killer space pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the interesting part. Cause I felt like it didn't, any decision that Tom King made really tied into the rest of the story. And it really made the plot and the narrative was good, mm-hmm. but it really, tied out to kind of the, what the heart of the story was all about. This story, I would say in a lot of ways was a parallel between Ruthie going through something that Supergirl went through essentially seven years ago when she was 14, which was Krypton um, being destroyed. And she felt like she, rather than Superman who was sent off as a baby, didn't get to experience any of that. He just knew he lost his world, but he has no memories of it. Where she was a full grown adult. She knew what uh, Krypton was like. The, mm-hmm. the, the culture, the people, and she had to live through essentially its destruction. And where she lived was essentially all, was turned a, into the, an asteroid, right? Yeah. And then, and then people continued to die from the radiation that would come through their shield. And uh, her father couldn't stop it. And then, yeah, in the end of it, uh, her father, which was uh, Zorel, uh, uncovered the rocket technology that that sent baby Cal, you know, off before Krypton blew up. And she went as well because hers was the only life that could be saved and the rest of them, you know, because they couldn't steer the asteroid. It probably, I, I think it ended up in a star somewhere or something or people eventually died off. So, um, yeah, so th- that was issue six or seven of this. So, you know, it kind of uh, furthering that backstory and, and giving you giving way to the final showdown, uh, which was uh, – Another animal character who's, who we won't reveal and Supergirl taking on the brigands fully forced. Yeah. And it was it was really kind of cool because they did kind of explain some of the things with Superman. If you don't know, like mm-hmm. um, one of the things that was uh, interesting about magic, magic has always been a uh, right. weakness to Superman. And that's what Krem because of. Uh, essentially him with the brigands, he's become like their best friend because he likes to kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And apparently you can make a device. It was called what was the Mordro globe or I can't remember. It's a magic spell essentially that then captures a person and sends them far away. And this Mordor globe was actually something that Superman encountered many years ago, sends him to a planet with a red sun, no green sun, which is kind of interesting, which depowers you. It's almost like a kryptonite sun uh, powers them. And then it was planted with all of these gigantic beasts and the only place that you could find uh salvation is this oasis that's where all the beasts were so it was almost like right. it was right. a death trap and mm-hmm. it was it, i like the fact that she mentions yeah superman went through this and he survived uh he had to survive until the jla picked him up and they and she said well how long was that oh, about 45 minutes oh we have to survive <laughs> 10 hours until the sun goes down so it was like right wow I mean, kind of cool. And this, it kind of turned the tables on where Ruthie had to protect Supergirl until she was strong enough to survive. And protect Um, her from the, and there was a great covers them in the maw of like the basically a T-Rex looking kind of critter. So yeah. Yeah, it it was, and it was neat because I was looking at, they do a good synopsis at the end of all the different things they encountered and all the different things that led um, essentially to what you talked about, Charlie, the, the, um, what was going to happen at the end with the main villain and mm-hmm. how would it be managed? And I don't want to give that away either, but I tell Mm-mm. you, Krem, it was beautiful. I, I, I thought the symmetry of kind of uh, grief, loss, uh, forgiveness, and um, looking for forgiveness mm-hmm. um, in a way was really, was really well handled really well. I thought it was a, yeah. it was a really great way to wrap things up. Um, 
and I mean, did you have a, a, a special like favorite issue? Cause there were some, some ones that were kind of more standalone. Others were kind of like, okay, yeah. uh, more of a continuing to, to add the arc of the overall story. Um, I, I found the conclusion to be, um, predictable in one arc and then the the last panel i found to be like oh okay they decided to go that direction they, they were going noble and then maybe they went a little bit in a different direction and i thought that that was pretty great i liked i liked the first ep- uh, the, the first issue because again you know supergirl drunk and slurring and then she was just had a potty mouth for a, several of the issues it was really it was painting the character in a light that i hadn't seen before but it kind of reminded me of like the mighty Thor or uh, what's another famously uh, drunk character that I'm thinking of like, uh, uh, or like peacemaker, you know, or yeah. a, a, character, a character who got like, you know, got really drunk and obnoxious, but they're still super powered. So, um, but yeah, it was cool. It was, it was a cool evolution. And then I did like the, um, the kind of the portrait that was painted with uh, Kara, you know, leaving the, the asteroid and, and how that all became, because again, you know, that story has been told a bunch of different times. They did it in Smallville where like, you know, they shot her and you know, they, she also came at the same time, but you know, she didn't come out of stasis the way Clark did. So she was already grown and then they catch up when they're about the same age. And so, yeah, so this, um, this painted that differently, but then they didn't go into it. And then she landed on earth. You didn't see Superman in this at all, which is great because you don't need to, um, because that would again, turn into, uh, his heavy influence, which I think would have not serviced the story uh, in so much that it wasn't. I really did think it was great. And this is going to be a film. This is something that that Gunn has glommed onto, and we're going to see a version of this. So, oh, I, I mean, that I look forward to. I think that, that yeah. I think this would be great on the big screen. Yeah, and and I, I think it, it once again creates that dichotomy of who Superman is. You know, he's more like idealistic, completely mm-hmm. raised on Earth. Parents, she lost her family. And she's experienced great loss and has to carry that burden with her. And that was part of this was dealing with her grief and the fact that right. she she never truly lets go. And that was the whole thing. I, that was another part. I thought this was great. Like, you know, our greatest, the greatest strength is the fact that they have to restrain themselves. It's not that yeah. they can do these great powers. It's the fact that they hold back the, the, the optical blast. They hold back. Right. They have to make their breath warm. So they don't freeze mm-hmm. people. So I'm like, you think about right. it. Oh, that's kind of right. Like she's, she could just let things go if she like let her guard down. So, um, right. and there's that great scene where she's actually fl- like after she gets you know, basically almost killed by the brigands goes into essentially a sun and she's yeah. just bathing in the, the warmth of the sun and feels like right. she's almost being like cuddled because she can let herself go, um, right. which I thought was great. And there was another scene that I thought was awesome where she helped uh, a person that had extreme loss due to the brigands killing everyone, it was a race of, uh, of, of almost giants where they couldn't feel grief. Right. And she helped. Oh, yeah. person. It was almost like a therapy session. Right. It was, it was, it was, it was punch up therapy session. It was, you could just hit me and knock her off a cliff or something, beat her up. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah, expect it was awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and it's just a really a full circle story. It's really well yeah. told. I think I, I totally agree with you, Charlie. Superman did not need to show up in this um, because it would have overshadowed it. I think something they also talk about, in fact, is that she continues to have to like kind of like be held accountable for her cousin. Right, too. exactly. Because yeah, everybody knows her name. Like, oh, your cousin came around here and Barbara Brad did this thing. She's like, oh, God, you know, having to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> he's a jerk. Terrific. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he came through and he, you know, he saved this civilization, but then this other civilization collapsed. So, um, yeah, and this was a galaxy spanning. They're like, yeah, we we traveled to the blah, blah, blah system in this other galaxy. So it's just as a very wide canvas has nothing to do with anything happening on Earth, has nothing to do with other 
DC character. So she's not like, and then Brainiac showed up and something. So it was very, very far afield from things related to a bigger DC continuity, which again, for those of us who are not so steeped in the lore, but maybe we just know the basics of, well, we know she came from Krypton and and she uh, is older than Superman, but was frozen in time and blah, blah. And that's, you know, how that's how, why they're the last two, you know, uh, survivors of Krypton, um, you know, not, you know, they made that a portion of this story, but they didn't make it such a big driver. And it was really, it was right at the end. And it was, um, it was painted for context um, for what was, what was to come forward for it. So, yeah, I, I love this story. I, you know, again, DC is, is a bigger blind spot for me. I don't read as much of it, but this, this I really enjoyed. Yeah. I thought a uh, really well-told story uh, took away kind of like the, um, oh, how do you tell a good Superman story? You can't because he's super. Like, no, you can. You just have to find a good writer. I think this nailed right. it. Uh, and a good angle. Of, yeah. yeah, made me think of Supergirl as a completely different person, just being a, a female Superman. Uh, right. Made give her a little bit a wit and sarcasm, but still overall a very you know a, a good person. She talks still about heroic killing. and yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think this is a great book to check out. It's it's they call it like PG 13. So nothing really bad for kids. I think it's, it's a good all ages book. Um, but maybe wait till your kids like 10. Yeah. This this is, yeah, this is more of a double digits because yeah, they're, you know, they're swears in it, but they're blanked out and there's a little bit of violence, but it's not absurd. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Most F. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. This was fun. It was a good pick. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll we'll pick another uh, comic and be back in about two weeks for that. But this one is available on DC uh, infinite, Unlimited. I can't remember what their title. Is. I think it's comic service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Universe on Infinite. It's on right. their service. It's like seven bucks a month. You get all these comics. So definitely, you can check it out right. there. I believe it's collected in a graphic novel as well. Yes, um, definitely. Get it there as well. Look at your local comic book store for that. I always shop local. We believe in that. Uh, and yeah, all right. Well, that uh, that takes us to the end of the road. Um, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our wonderful Patreons. We're very happy that you're with us and that we're able to give you this great extra content. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at the C3. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're uh, enjoying. And of course, uh, we even forgot to mention this. Uh, at Secret Friends, you is our main handle over at Twitter. Um, and our Discord is where all the great conversations are taking place. So hit us up over there. Absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tioxtra, uh, also at Secret Friends U. Check out our website. Uh, and thanks again for all our patrons who um, are part uh, that make this happen. We couldn't do mm-hmm. it without your, the, your, your, your donations uh, and your support. And by all means, the folks at the higher tiers can pick topics and things in the future. So um, if you're in a Discord group and want to let us know or through Twitter and reach out to us, that's how right. you can be part of the show and make you better believe it changes questions whatever you got so uh, we might do like kind of like a if one of our patrons wants to select one for us to read we can do that in the future as well most f cool good deal all right friends thank you as always for joining us i'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and keep on trucking be the hero not the villain in a truck excelsior this podcast is part of the secret friends unite podcasting network Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.